Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. everybody welcome to today's issues on the american family radio network today if you're writing checks is thursday april the 7th <laughs> 2022 that's april the 7th 2022 uh f- for those who still write checks tim wildman here with ed vitagliano good morning ed good morning tim chris woodward I still know how to write checks. Do you write checks? Uh, yes, I do. I am the, I am the uh, that gray haired millennial that still likes to uh, actually get a paper bill. They they yeah, try you, to tell me every time. Would you like us to do everything electronically? No. You be, you become your parents. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm talking about you know parking lots and grass and all kinds of stuff now. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that by age 65 I can have zero filing cabinets in my house. I, I like to go. I want to go electronic. I want. I want to have PDFs and electronic copies of everything. I don't want to have filing cabinets. Yeah. Right. Oh, you have filing cabinets now. Do yeah, you? I'm trying to. You know, uh, type in all my notes from my sermons and stuff like that. No one's ever going to want them. You know, but, it's, but it's, that's true about the paper <laughs> copies too. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you like it. I mean, that's that's, that's right. Have, so. So, uh, what do you are you wanting to do? The scanning, um, scan those old files so that then you have them on well, a hard, on a no. On a, it's at some point, you know, like I think I keep my tax records for like ten years, and then they get shredded. Yeah, I don't think the IRS uh, requires but seven. You know what's funny is I I actually called the IRS this probably twenty years ago. Yeah. I was I was wanting to know. I had all kinds of old tax records. I actually called the IRS. This was back when they would answer the phone, and um, and so I called and I said, "This is the absolute truth." I said, "I'm trying to decide whether to get rid of old tax records." I said, "I don't have a business. I'm just a, an individual." I said, "How long do I need to keep my tax records?" And no lie, the person on the other end said, "How long do you think you should keep them?" And I said. Well, I'm calling you to ask. <laughs> I said, it's like How the long? doctor saying, do you think you're sick? Yes. <laughs> and this person said, I don't remember if it was a guy or a girl. He said, and nowadays, I guess it doesn't matter. He said, uh, how long do you think you need to keep them? And, as, as, and, and so at, over the years, I learned they say that so that if you have done something wrong or they come after you, you can't say, well, you told me I didn't have to keep the records they say you actually have to keep the records as long as we want you to in case we call you in. That is not right. It's not right. Huh? They and told you that? They t- that's what they told That's me. why you got records back to 84 in I your have, house. I have records I have records back to 82. My tax records. That was a good year. And and I the only time I've been audited was probably about 6 or 7 years ago and I, I had all my records, and they wound up owing me $54. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And so I said, you want to do next year? You want to do uh, the year before, too? And the lady, who was very nice, she said, no, this was fine. You did get audited, though? I got, I got audited, and— You're a pastor at a small church, right? Yeah. 
Uh, and we we found a deduction that I didn't take, and I I got <laughs> I got fifty four extra dollars back, but I kept I kept such good records. Yeah, good and for I said, you. Let's do the year before. She said no, no, we're good. good. And she and the, and the field agent was very nice. I've never right, actually right. had a right. problem with the IRS, but right. the uh, the libertarians in our listening audience are yelling taxation is theft at their radio I right know. now. I know, and I don't want to get into that conversation. Taxation is theft. Yeah, that's a that's a thing that you mean. Do you mean altogether? Uh, that's what they believe. Yeah, well, some of them, not all, oh, yeah. but some. You got to have some tax. Money, oh, I know. Right? Yeah, there. It's not. It. Not everybody's on the same page when it comes to that yeah. party and taxes. All right, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there you go. We hope that last four minutes benefited <laughs> your your life and helped you be a better person. Uh, so, if you want to watch this show, YouTube or Facebook is uh, available to you. Check it out. Just type in today's issues. Type in today's issues on our Facebook page. We do post the stories that we discuss. So you can have those uh, res- those sources for yourself. See that we're just not, quote, making it up, end of quote. Although um, I'm not above that. Make <laughs> I, 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 If I have to, I'll make, make it up. up. <laughs> make it up. Uh, all right. So um, we hope to have our own live streaming service available. Sometime this decade. Uh, well, we, I, I, we we actually do have a streaming service. Well, yeah, let me rephrase yeah. that. Well, you rephrase it for me. We do have a streaming service, um, but I'm talking about a live streaming service. For, for shows like yes, this. So, do we, so we, can, we, don't, we don't have to go and refer people to YouTube or Facebook. We can say, come to our own. That's right. And uh, now streaming at uh, streaming.afa.net is where you can get access to a lot of the great films, documentaries, uh, even some kids' series uh, that we have produced here. Check that out, streaming.afa.net. There's a lot of the content that's free. All you have to do is sign up with your name, an email address, password, et cetera, et cetera. And then if you become a monthly sponsor of a donor to American Family Association, you can get access to all the content streaming.afa.net but to tim's point there will come a time at, they are working on it currently our ed uh, it department our et department our extraterrestrial department do we, we have i didn't even know that huh? is that what those guys were doing over there in the corner that's why they're so smart the gothic looking guys that's, uh, you, that's right we have saved a ton of money though as a ministry paying them in reese's pieces yeah yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I i i see what you did there but uh, when when we do move yeah. shows like this uh-huh. to the streaming platform, we can say Ivy and <laughs> Hydroxy Cookies, and we can refer to that yes, stuff all we want. All and we not want get banned. That's right. So that's coming up soon. I was kidding about by, at the end of the decade, maybe by in the next couple of months, hopefully. That's where they're shooting. Is that what they're shooting for? Yeah. Okay, you should know. Yes. Do you have an inside source there? I do have an inside source. Namely, your my first, son. But you know what? I don't ever ask him about born. it. Yeah. Yeah. What now? I, I don't. I, I always forget to ask him. Hey, what's that right. streaming thing right. going to be done? <laughs> that's and that's the level of your knowledge about yes. streaming, right? <laughs> that's that's right. Okay, Chris, what's happening? Well, uh, let's begin with a bit of border news. Uh, Boring news. Border news. Oh, border news. Border okay, news. Chris. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott is in the news today because he has thrown out the idea uh, or tossed out the idea that uh, if the Biden administration does indeed do away with Title 42, and I can explain that if you need me to, 
Governor Greg Abbott says, you know what? We're going to bus all these migrants and these illegal immigrants up to D.C. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris can figure out what to do with them. Um, I'm and, clapping. Yes. I do right have now. a bit of uh, audio here uh, from someone who is in total agreement with the governor here. Uh, this is Texas Representative Dan Crenshaw. He was on Fox and Friends today uh, talking about this idea, and he even threw out another one. Clip nine. Governor Abbott has a good idea. He's going to um, he's going to take a bunch of charter buses and send them to D.C. And I like the sound of that. Now, he says he's going to send them, send them to the U.S. Capitol. I would kindly ask the governor to also consider sending them to Kamala Harris's house. She, the vice president's house is in the Naval Observatory. Perhaps send them there because, look, Kamala Harris has forgotten she's the border czar. So maybe if you put some busloads of illegal immigrants right in her backyard, I mean, there is a wall there, so they're going to have to figure that out. But put them there so she can finally start paying attention to this crisis at our border. Listen, I hope this isn't a gimmick. All right. In other words, you hope this is a, for real. Absolutely. It should have done it before now. Yes. President Trump at one time said he was going to start sending them to blue states. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All these thousands and thousands and now millions of people that have come here. Two million in the last year. Two million. At least. Yeah. We've that we know of. Count, right. Yeah. That we know of. And if you don't know what the Title 47, is it called Title 47? Title 42. Title 42. Is it was uh, President Trump instituted that to prevent people from coming here, I guess, without being tested for uh, because of COVID, because mm -hmm. of the pandemic. Now, that to me begs the question: Why do you need a pandemic to enforce uh, right laws regarding uh, the prohibition of in entering our country illegally in the first place? But nonetheless, this has kept a lot of people, millions perhaps, of people coming here who otherwise would have come into the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> so Democrats and Republicans alike admit that when this ends in May, should President Biden not re-up it, it's going to create m uh, an overwhelming number of people coming into the U.S. Uh, that, that, will f that will overwhelm uh, the resources. We're already overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. it, it's just going to be... Um, a mass of humanity pouring into our country along the southern border. As I say, even some Democrats are, are warning against this. Hey, well, Jen Psaki at the White House said, yeah, it's going to happen. We're going to have an influx, I think is what yeah. she she called it. So, President, I mean, uh, Governor Abbott has said, look, if Biden is going to just let our state, that is Texas, be flooded with people coming here illegally into our cities and towns and causing us uh great stress on our state and our system. We're just going to load up buses that we're going to charter and take all these folks to Washington, D.C., because evidently Biden uh, has the answers for them. Do you have the quote from, uh, do you have the audio from from Abbott? Because I heard him I yesterday. do not have the audio from Abbott. Okay, well, I heard him yesterday, and that's what he was saying. He basically saying that uh, President Biden is, is wanting to help these folks, and he's more equipped, and, and so we'll just facilitate uh, the closeness of the proximity that Biden will be so he can give better better help to these better folks. Care. You know what? It, it, it demonstrates that our system is so broken because we shouldn't be letting anyone into our country that has any disease. Right. It shouldn't. It, this shouldn't have even started. If it did, if it started with COVID, I mean, why are we letting people in if they, you know, if they uh, have other diseases? Yeah. 
uh, it, personally, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a little bit confused about uh, this anyway, because we've had too many people flood into our country since Biden took over office illegally. Mm-hmm. Right. And then he ships them all over the country on buses and planes. Why is it? Do you have people on the other side of the border going, you know, we can't go, you know, we might have COVID. Yeah. So I'm just not going to go into the America till I know that this rule is lifted. Yeah. That's what I, this is kind of bizarre to me. Huh? Well, what if they got tuberculosis? But do you see my, did you hear my sarcasm and cynicism there? (laughs) We can't. Yes. What? Like these folks are waiting for the law to be, I don't understand why they're. Uh, waiting for the COVID law to be lifted. What's the day? Well, I, I my my suspicion is I don't know the answer. My guess is that they w- this will result in an increase in numbers because they know they're not going to get stopped to be tested. See, once once you've got government officials stopping you and then testing you, you may. What if you have made the trip from Guatemala and you get COVID on the way? And then you get tested and you can't enter. Yeah. This is going to increase their desire and the numbers because no one's going to stop them for any reason. Yeah, here's the bottom line, and then we'll move on. I, th- this is a great idea by Governor Abbott of Texas. I hope he follows through with it because it needs to be done. If you had 2 million people flooding uh, into D.C. from Virginia in a year, mm-hmm. guess what? I think Biden would do something about that. Huh? I think the Congress would do something about that. If you had 2 million people flooding over the border from Virginia to D.C., but because it's in Texas and New Mexico and Arizona, they don't give a rip. The Democrats don't because they don't feel it. Unless you're a Democrat down there on the border, you just don't care. You just you just say, hey, come, y'all come. We'll ship you anywhere you want to go across America in the middle of the night. And uh, so Biden doesn't care about this, but it, but if he were to able, have to feel the pain, if every time the Secret Service took the car out of the White House, there were a thousand peop- illegal immigrants out there. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I I agree that that President Biden would do something about it. I think you're underestimating just how how I don't know even know what the word is. I think what they would do is. They'd get off the bus from Texas, and then there would be government officials saying, okay, get on this bus because you're not staying here. That's what I think they do. Well, I think that, they would ship them from there all over the country. Well, good. But I, but I, if that's what Biden chooses to do, uh, I, you know, I don't know who exactly can stop him. Yeah. But uh, anyway, good I for, good for, good for Governor out. Abbott on this. Uh, actually, I would get airplanes. I would make it a two-hour trip. <laughs> Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get more cooperation. I, I, I would charter airplanes yeah. uh, to take them to D.C. Go ahead. Um, I do want to mention this. Uh, there is an effort uh, legislatively to delay the end of Title 42. Uh, many Republicans are behind this uh, bill. But also, uh, CBS is reporting that Democratic Senators Kirsten Cinema and Mark Kelly of Arizona are in support of this. So in support is Maggie, of what now? A bill to delay the end of Title 42. So you've got both Arizona senators. Yeah, because they feel it. They feel the pain. Sure. Uh, Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, I believe she's up for re-election this November. John Tester of Montana, and then Joe Manchin of uh, West Virginia. They're also co-sponsoring that bill, which, again, seeks to delay the end of Title 42. But one other thing here, uh, the fact that you're going to allow all these people over here, even if they're carrying something with them, even if they've come into contact with people that have COVID, it, it blows a hole 
in the argument that we need to shut everything down and do all kinds of things to, you know, to flatten the curve. Because why are people being held to a standard when you're allowing people that aren't even from here to flood the country, and you're not holding them to oh, that, that same but standard? But that, that, that was being said when we had sure. that Omicron surge. Mm-hmm. We, people were asking. I think Peter Ducey asked. The, oh, he did, the, yeah. yeah uh, uh, Jen Psaki, well, are these people coming across? Have they been tested? And, and she said no. Yeah. Uh, but by the way, you have to be tested if you fly back into the U.S. Yes. Even if you're a U.S. citizen, because I right. experienced that in Israel last uh, in the last ten days. So, so here, here, here's the genius of our <laughs> of our of our Democrat leaders. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The Democrat Party is solely responsible for this. You test Americans, citizens, so that they can get back into the U.S. If they test their own country, their own country. If they test positive, they can't come back into the country for like 10 days. Okay. However, if you want to walk across the border in Mexico, Biden will put you on a plane or a bus. Ain't no, there's no stopping you. I will even give you some money. Huh? Yeah. There, there's no. There, That's funny. <laughs> huh? So I'm thinking about next time I go out of the country <laughs> on a vacation or something, if I, if I do that again. Well, you know what? My wife and I, we used to go to Cancun about once every two years. Yeah. And loved it down there. In the winter, it's, it's been 80 degrees. It's, yeah. it's a beautiful place to visit. But ne- if I go next time, I think I'm just going to get a rental car instead of testing. Right. Uh, if I, and and maybe get stuck for 10 days. You can't get back in the country. <laughs> right. But if you, if you just come across the Mexican-American border... Then uh, there is no testing, is my point. And you get home free. There you go. That's what I'm talking and about. And probably get a subway coupon along the way. <laughs> oh, they're giving said, them they're, phones. They're welcome. Yeah, yeah. they're giving yeah. them phones. A welcome. It's the welcome wagon down there. <laughs> uh, you know, in all seriousness, yeah. the Border Patrol agents are demoralized. They're, they are, reading yes. about this, and they're they're overwhelmed and overworked. And, and quite frankly, I don't even know if it, why they're – this may sound. I don't know why they're there. There's no. No, I'm yeah. not demeaning their jobs. I know why they were created right. to be there, and I know their purpose, their stated purpose for for being there and existing. They are uh, to 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 stop people from coming into the country illegally. But if your president is more in favor of the illegal aliens or illegal immigrants coming into the country than he is on supporting the border. Control agents, uh, I don't know if he doesn't have your back. Remember, he went after him on that fake horse whipping. Oh, right? yeah. Remember They're still that? talking about that. But on the horse, remember that? Well, they, yeah. no, they exonerated him the other day. It was quiet, but they exonerated. There was nothing to exonerate. Right. They, they did nothing wrong. But remember, Biden jumped on him like, you bunch of white racist yes. border patrols. Uh, whipping those Haitians, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Remember that? Yes, absolutely. Well, there was nothing to it. Right. Yeah, that is the same Joe Biden who, when he was running for president in 2008 for the second time, said, and I'm not making this up, you can't go into a 7-Eleven in Delaware without hearing an Indian accent. Yes. True story. Talking about India. Well, he also said Barack Obama was a a clean black man. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he he said all kinds of. That was Biden. Oh, Yeah. yeah. That was Biden said that. Uh, so anyway, go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. So we got that. Uh, let's uh, mention this real quick. Um, 
Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson, uh, there is a confirmation uh, vote for her today. It looks like she is going to be confirmed uh-huh. as the next uh, Supreme Court justice. She's going to replace Stephen Breyer when he retires at the end of this term. Now, the reason she's going to be confirmed is because uh, all the Democrats are in favor of her, uh, but also uh, a trio of Republicans, Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, and Lisa Murkowski, from Alaska have said in recent days they're going to vote for her as well. Mitt Romney actually said she was mainstream, which Students for Life of America completely disagrees with. One senator that is not going to be voting for Judge Jackson is South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. He was on Fox and Friends this morning explaining why he is a no vote. Clip two. It's a very simple answer. I did not vote for her for a lower court because I believe that her judicial philosophy is inconsistent with what is in the best interest of our judiciary. Can you imagine me then coming back and changing my mind mm-hmm. on a more important seat, the most important seat in the judiciary, the Supreme Court of the United States? It's not Biden's Supreme Court, it's America's Supreme Court. The number of, of her cases that have been overturned only reinforces the fact that this requires a deeper look. And the deeper I look, the more I realize that her judicial philosophy is antithetical to mine. One other thing to point out here, you know, a lot of people have said the Republican opposition to Judge Jackson is because the Republicans are racist. They don't like the fact that she is a black woman. Uh, They're also sexist. They don't want her on the court. This discussion here, Senator Tim Scott, the gentleman he was speaking to, uh, was Lawrence B. Jones on Fox and Friends. So you have two black men on national television sharing concerns about Biden's Supreme Court nominee. It's not an issue of race. It's oh, the no. issue of where she is on the issues. Yeah, it's, but the Democrats play the race card whenever oh, they, they think it's convenient for them. Right. They don't have to explain themselves or, or, or they don't have to, to, to their other mainstream media companies compatriots because uh, 90% of the media is never going to ask them no, they're to explain themselves. Yeah. yeah. Next story, Chris. Well, uh, I do want to mention this, uh, because it is welcome relief, uh, albeit not enough. Um, you sound like you're about to do an advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome huh. relief. Welcome Boy, relief. I spell it. Uh, I can sleep better now and my <laughs> knee joints don't hurt because I take this product and, I use and it gives pillow. me welcome relief. This is Chris Woodward. <laughs> Good day. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the national average for a gallon of regular gasoline today, $4.15, which is astronomical. Where are they paying this? I'm not paying that. Oh, well, that is the, that is the thing. We, praise God, live in a place where uh, we're paying below average prices. Uh, but nationally, the average is four fifteen. It's down $0.07. Cents. It's getting close to what we were paying a month ago when prices started shooting high, shooting up. Now, diesel is still painful. Brother Brent. I well, I, 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 I put diesel in my car too. Why don't you? I, I yeah. like a little sympathy. Yeah, it my has way. a little pain coming. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, the average is four for what? Four fifteen. Okay, nationally. Nationally, yes. But uh, we here in the uh, Northeast Mississippi area pay three eighty five is the state average. Is that what it is? Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, so the reason uh, this is um, starting to take a downturn is because of all the oil we are releasing from our reserves into the market. Whenever there's that added oil, it brings down prices. That is going to be a short-term situation, though. Uh, so be advised, the the savings, and I'm using that term loosely, you're mm-hmm. seeing today or, or getting today, you're not going to you know get that forever. But it is welcome relief at a time in which we're paying higher prices for just about everything. So since President Trump, since Biden took office and Trump left, 
Is that now like a dollar difference? Oh, it on was average? it was up about a dollar. The national average was up about a dollar just prior to Russia invading Ukraine. So it's not true that all this is because. So of it's Russia. fair to say that under the, under the Biden administration, gasoline prices have gone up on an average of a dollar a gallon. Yes, one year ago today, the average was two eighty seven, and that was up from when Biden took office. Okay, so that's. That's up a dollar thirty mm-hmm. national average, and it will be a major issue, if not the issue, come November, for many Democrats. Yeah, because people aren't going to have the gasoline to drive to vote. Oh, we should send out ballots to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this is Trucker Dave. I travel the highways and byways of all the states east of the Mississippi River, delivering freight. But I couldn't do it without American Family Radio. Twice a year, for three days at a time, we pause to celebrate how God is using American Family Radio to impact lives. Thank you, guys. Keep up the good work. We call it share and it's an opportunity for you to help us continue to make a difference. Join us April 19th through the 21st on American Family Radio. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Hey, our tour of Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon and the separate tour of Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown and Yorktown for September. We still have a few seats available for June. We have sold out. That's the situation with the spiritual heritage tours. We do have seats left for September. Hey, Stephen and Beth McDowell of the Providence Foundation are going to serve as co-hosts along with me, Tim Wildman, and my wife, Allison, for these tours. So we get to interact and have a lot of fun and fellowship with our folks who have joined us from around the country for these very special tours. So if you want the information, the itinerary, the cost, the dates, everything about the tours, go to spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. Finally, some common sense in the world of competitive sports. The Union Cyclist International has banned a man who identifies as a woman from competing in the British Championship. Their decision had nothing to do with science. It had everything to do with a threat. Biological women said they were going to boycott the race, and the cycling organization realized it would look really bad if the only person pedaling a bike in the women's championship was a man. British Cycling says there needs to be more clarity and fairness for transgender athletes, and they are free to have that discussion. But clarity and fairness cannot be at the expense of biological women. It seems to me the best path forward would be to create a third sporting group, one specifically for those who are confused about their gender. You need to read my book about this, folks, Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing America. It's available at your favorite bookstore and online at toddsterns.com. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come upon me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? Though he slay me, I will hope in him. 
Job 13, 13 through 15. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed and Chris, and we thank you for listening to AFR. We will have Trivia Friday tomorrow. Is JJ here? He is? Okay. So Ed will be with me and J.J. Jasper, and we'll have Trivia Friday slash Learning University tomorrow at 10.05 Central Time, a.m. We have with us now our good friend Jan Markell joining us from the Twin Cities area in the great state of Minnesota. And um, Jan uh, is the president and founder of Olive Tree Ministries, and she hosts a weekend program that airs right here on American Family Radio at noon on Sundays, Central Time now, noon on Sundays and 1 o'clock Central Time on Saturday afternoons. And she joins us now. Good morning, Jan. Well, I'm so sorry I can't be a part of Trivia Friday. Well, listen. We can we can probably arrange that. We in some could, way. but yeah. I, I, I'm we we got to be honest with you, Jan. We're talking. Yeah. We we're really trivial. Yeah, really? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You would probably listen ten minutes and say, "I don't need to be associated with this." <laughs> uh, it, you it, may it might, be right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. To, Chris has a question for you, uh, Jan. Go ahead, Chris. Okay. Sure. Uh, yesterday, Tyler O'Neill wrote a story that was published on Fox News. Tyler is a reporter. And uh, it talks about how the Israeli parliament's coalition chair has resigned in recent days. And that seems to open the door to new elections and possibly a comeback of one B.B. Netanyahu. What are you hearing, Jan? Yes, um, this is very true. And, and I think, I just think for your listeners' sake, we should, we should broaden the horizon here of what that means. Because as we speak, um, there's this lunacy of a nuclear deal that's being talked about. And let's keep in mind that the one man who has fought Iranian nukes, because that's part of the deal, is that Iran would get unlimited access to nuclear weapons plus billions and billions of dollars beyond that. The one man who's fought that for, well, almost a decade, certainly starting 2014-15, um, it's Benjamin Netanyahu. He's a man for such a time as this. Um, he spoke, I believe, to our Congress in 2015. And I, I can't imagine anybody who's forgotten that. And, and Mr. Netanyahu has said, look, this is putting the whole world in danger, not just the Middle East, not just Israel, but the whole world is in danger of Iranian nukes. So so that that's, I think, a bigger picture of, of what's happening and if if the Lord would be so inclined as to grant the favor of Mr. Netanyahu coming back, I, I would say that would be a literal act of God. Jan, let me let me ask you this. I I, I got to be honest. I have a hard time. Let's even setting aside the spiritual component here. Hmm. I have a hard time understanding the political reasons for the West helping Iran. Iran, yeah. 
you know, it seems to me in any way, in any way, it seems to me we should be encouraging the younger generations that seem to want to overthrow the rule of the uh, the Ayatollah and the mullahs. What what is the fascination of the West in helping Iran get nuclear weapons? Well, you know, this is truly the $64 million question, and I think it's only answered, well, let me answer this. I'm not not saying that I have a word from the Lord, but, but my perception is that the Western powers, starting with America, but let's look at Canada, let's look at much of Europe, they all lean far, far to the left, and I'm talking leadership and parliaments and, and places like that. They all lean so far left. The left has been given over to a depraved mind. That's Romans 1. The Bible says that's going to happen to, to people who re- continually reject God, which all leftists have, have done now for decades. Um, and, and so there are terrible consequences to throwing God out into the parking lot and saying, we can do without you. And I believe he gives them over to this Romans 1 mentality. Gentlemen, there's no other explanation, as you've just outlined, for the insanity uh, uh, of the overall picture of arming the world's uh, largest sponsor of terror, where how are they going to spend the billions of dollars they're being given? Mm-hmm. They're going to spend those billions of dollars um, spending it on 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 arsenal, nuclear bombs, on on weaponry that kills Americans and others. Uh, so obviously, this makes no sense to the rational person, and obviously, no sense to the Christian. But again, I think we're dealing with leftism, and leftism is lunacy. You know, I saw yesterday there was a handful, at least, of Democrats in the House of Representatives who are bothered by this. Mm -hmm. And and they were even saying, uh, uh, I don't know how many represents, I saw five of them on a podium, and they were saying that we're in the dark on what Biden is negotiating with the Iranians, and it's that we don't want to be in the dark. On this, and that was Democrats. Well, remember, very Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but this is round two. I mean, we went through this in 2015, and how how right. many of us can forget the pallets of cash right, right. being loaded onto an airplane, being sent to the mullahs, charging death to America and death right. to Israel, and then we provide them with the finances to destroy us. That's yeah. why this is utter lunacy, yeah. and and the Bible <clears throat> talks about that in the last days. This is all going to kind of blossom in the last days. Man, we're there. Yes. What do you got coming up this weekend on your show? We're going to talk about um, the coming digital dollar. Uh, money is going digital. Many are saying, many in, in, in with, with good insight and experience in this world of, of money, are saying it's going to happen here even in 2022, certainly 2023, um, that even American money will all go digital. Cash will be trash and we're going to talk about that this weekend. It's okay. um, noon on Sunday and 1 p.m. Central on Saturday. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate it. Have, yeah, a, have a good day. Thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. That's Jan Markell joining us from uh, Twin Cities in uh, Minnesota. And uh, you can listen to her program each weekday, each weekend on AFR. It's a very popular show right here. It is here very popular. For Understanding the Times. And uh, all right. So I'm Tim. With Ed and Chris, and we thank you for joining us here on Today's Issues on American Family Radio. That's the name of this show, Today's Issues. We're here every weekday, and uh, 
Chris, next story. Well, uh, let's circle back. Can we circle back, Chris? We can circle back (laughs) to uh, something involving oil and gas. We talked uh, at the end of the previous uh, half hour about gas prices. Yesterday, oil and gas executives were on Capitol Hill at the invitation uh, or request of Democrats, all of which just tried to rip oil and gas executives to shreds, saying they were guilty of price gouging. They're trying to take more money from us. They're trying to take advantage of us. They're not bringing down prices. Um, and here accusations I, of, of some of the Democrats. Yes. Okay. I actually have a, a bit of audio here. This is going to begin with representative Diana DeGette, a Democrat from Colorado. Okay. And she was asking why prices have not come down since supply has been pumped into the market. And then it's going to end with a gentleman named Myron Ebel of the competitive enterprise Institute explaining to me why it's not an immediate result for prices to come down. Clip four. Tell me if you have an idea why price per barrel of oil is falling, but price at the pump is still saying just as high? If you own a gas station, you're not part of a a company-owned chain. If you own a gas station uh, and you work on tight margins as they do, you have to make enough money from the current gas that you have in the tank from your last delivery and have that money in the bank in order to pay for the next delivery, they don't do these things on credit. You got to actually pay. So when the price of oil starts to go down, you can't immediately lower the price of gas, or you're going to you're going to lose money. And if you start losing money, you're not going to be able to afford the next tank. Now, Ebel went on to say that none of these Democrats on this uh, committee yesterday, it was a subcommittee with the House and Energy Commerce Committee, something something of that nature. He went on to say that basically none of them have business backgrounds, therefore they don't understand why things are the way that they are. A lot of these Democrats speak with a forked tongue. Speak with a forked tongue. Did I say that correctly? Yes. Because this lady here, this congresswoman, she's from Colorado, mm-hmm. she should be saying to this oil executive, or who, who was this gentleman? Uh, it was various people from like BP and some other companies. Okay. She should be saying, thank you, sir for raising the prices of gasoline and keep it coming because it if you'll raise the price of gasoline it'll put the it'll put the uh, fossil fuel funded automobile industry out of business everybody will have to convert to bicycles and mopeds and we will save our planet <laughs> yeah so i just want to say I just thank you, sir. Yes. Keep gouging. Yes. Keep gouging, and we'll save the planet together, Mr. Speaker. That's all I have to say. That's and it. walk away. And for those for those individuals who are having trouble right now getting back and forth to work, for example, just go out and buy a, a, an electric car. Oh yeah. Problem That's solved. That's what the Jinsaki or whatever thousand bucks. And Biden you're, said you're in last one. week that you can save eighty bucks a month with an electric car. <laughs> you know what? This you know what? So, so I, I, I'm. I, I know I'm being facetious mm. there with my uh, description of, of what she should say. Yeah. But it is it is double talk. Yes. To say we're we're all going to die and the polar caps are going to melt in just five to ten years. How long do they give us now? Ten. It's Eight, usually five, ten years. Ten years. No matter when they say it. When it, yes, ten years. Uh, and and the planet's going to we're going to be beyond the point of, of return mm-hmm. to the point of no return. So you're going to say that's your agenda, your environmentalist agenda. Yeah. But yet you're over here advocating 
for lower gas prices to make it easier for people to drive their automobiles to burn up the planet. So, well, that's an excellent yeah. point. Yeah. It's mean. not a consistent message. Right. And uh, I think a lot of Americans, that's why a lot of Americans don't buy in. Uh, they're always I, saying, why yes. don't you follow the science? Well, physician, heal yourself. Okay. Get consistent with your message yeah. because that's a good point. Listen, that should be what that I don't believe saying. personally. If I can speak for Tim, can I? Uh, oh, you yes. go right ahead. Speaking third person, uh, <laughs> fucking Bob Dole, right? Remember Bob Dole? Oh, yes. Bob Dole says Bob, Bob Dole, Dole appre- approves this message. Bob Dole is talking for Bob Dole right now. Uh, no. The most, I don't think. Uh, most of these Democrats and the, uh, a lot of the liberal pundits, I don't think they really believe in man-made global warming, but they gonna but they can use it to beat to scare the oh yeah uh, bedoodle. That's a new word. Mm-hmm. I like it. Scare the bedoodle out of a lot of people into believing that. Uh, bedoodle is that not us? That's not, yeah, that's, that's, that's not a, I like it. I know, but the badoodle. I, Be-doodle. Well, beats the alternative. Yes. On Christian radio. Am I right? right? Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, they, they don't believe it. That's why they, that's why they, that's why Nancy Pelosi flies in a private jet. Sure. Right. They don't believe this stuff, but they can, they, they, they spout it. Uh, and they say, we're all going to die. We're, we're, we're going to burn up the planet. It's going to be beyond the. A point of no return, but it's as you say, it's always ten years down the road, mm-hmm. right? Because they won't be around to have to explain yeah. why it's now another ten years. So I do have a bit of audio here from a Republican applauding oil and gas executives for We're all gouging? the things that they do. No, I hope this is climate friendly audio. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. There's no no harmful emissions here. Is it's, he going to use bedoodle? No, he's not. Okay, then I'm I'm about to patent that word right there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Can you patent a word? You can't right. patent a word. Well, you can, can, co- my, my, I, can, I don't think you can. You can't trademark. Can you trademark words a copyright? I bet you can copyright it. If I think if it's, you know what? I, I have no idea. Will you check with your copyright lawyer friend? <laughs> I'll, do, I'll do that. <laughs> this here is a representative. This here. Good. That's a good. It's a good Mississippi reporter right there, Chris. <laughs> this here story I'm about. To- <laughs> this feller here is Representative Bill Johnson, a Republican okay. from Ohio. And he applauded oil and gas executives for all that they do and also uh, took Democrats to task for what they were saying to them. Clip five. You've taken a shellacking today from the Democrats. Do they seem impressed by your efforts to show your allegiance to their anti-fossil fuel agenda? Do they give you any credit for your green overtures, your ESG commitments, or your carbon cutting plans? No, they do not. For heaven's sakes, they're blaming you for high gas prices, for inflation, for bad weather, and all the world's problems that their failed policies are actually causing. Your industry has a lot to be proud of, and Americans know it. You just have to help us tell them. But if you continue chasing these radical green progressive values, these moving goalposts, over the real value that you bring to our country and the world, then the environmental left and the ESG investors will crush you and the millions of Americans that need your support. I don't have this audio, but after this, he went down the panel and basically asked each of these executives, are you proud of the oil that your company is producing? And they all said yes, which is important because he basically had them go on the record 
to talk about what it is that they're giving to us, what we all now, benefit who, from. Who was the gentleman speaking there? Representative Bill Johnson of Ohio. Good for him. Yeah. That was a great he no, that was that was brilliant. And it is beyond the pale for Democrats to be blaming oil companies for rising prices when the Biden administration's right. policies of restricting oil companies from producing more oil yeah. is what has caused yeah. the people aren't going to buy that. Yeah. <clears throat> they, they aren't. The the majority of the vast majority, I would say, of American people are not going to buy this uh this idea that when when Biden's policies clearly have led to the increase in uh, the price of gasoline, and now he's trying to say, "Oh no, it's not me. It's uh, Exxon and Shell and right." They're gouging you, people. Look yeah. over there. Look over there. Nothing to see here. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi has a special freezer for her $30 a pint ice cream while the polar ice caps are mm -hmm. melting and are about to flood President, former President Obama's uh, new house he's, on the seashore. President Obama, is, uh, he, he bought a house. Was it Martha's Vineyard? I mm -hmm. think so. On the on the seashore, he's watching those rising sea levels. He yeah. warned us about. And then he bought another one in Hawaii. Yeah, he's real concerned. He's about real concerned rising. about rising ocean. Yeah, huh? They're all very concerned about yeah. it. They're a bunch of pretenders. They ain't you know, fooling me. Yeah, uh, uh, the only the only one who believes in this stuff for real probably is Greta Thun Thornburg. And and uh, she's Al gonna Gore. have to get a job before long. Yes, it probably. She's you know, probably 18 years old now. Uh, she's probably going to go, how dare you, to people <laughs> yeah. that don't like her customer service. It's going to be hard to get service. a date if she keeps that up, <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, who are you taking out, son? Uh, Greta? Greta Thunberg? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, how y'all getting there? Where we're walking? <laughs> we're walking to the movie. Yes. Huh? Well, you're, you're going to see the movies at night, burning all that electricity? <laughs> I don't think she's going to. I don't think she's going to go for that. I don't think she's going to like all right. that. All right, Chris. Um, well, let's, let's keep it in Ohio just for a bit. Um, Tim, you actually came across this story, but Ohio Republican lawmakers have introduced a bill that mirrors the parental rights and education law, uh, that the media and critics refer to by another phrase. I'm not going to do that because the name of the bill is parental rights and education law. In Florida. Yes. And Ohio lawmakers are, or they've introduced... Uh, a similar piece of legislation. This, I think, is very important because Ohio is always the battleground state. Okay, That's Republicans need it to yeah. win the White House. Democrats want it. I don't it's think Ohio. it's going to be anymore the battleground state. I think Ohio is officially red. Oh, uh -huh. it 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 has trended think, red. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I, it's usually it, close. It, it, Ohio was. It went the, for Obama, I think. Didn't it? Yeah. Well, you. I, I think you're right on yeah. that. But, I mean, the last couple of elections, it's gone pretty red pretty significantly yeah. statewide. But go ahead. What were you going to say well, now? I just think it's I, I think oh, it's uh, yeah. politically important. The, the Yes. The uh, Now, I don't know. Is this uh, – I, I did send that story mm -hmm. over this. Was this passed in the Ohio State Legislature? Uh, I'm reading from the Daily Mail over in the U.K. picked up on this. So yeah. it's international. Well, what does it say, first paragraph? Republican state lawmakers in Ohio have introduced a bill mirroring uh, Florida's controversial law that critics dubbed Don't Say Gay, teeing up another fierce confrontation over how sex and gender issues are handled in schools. It was introduced Monday. It is Ohio HB 616. Okay, we'll, we'll follow that. But good for those uh, legislators in Ohio, yeah. and I hope they and I, they probably will pass it. Uh, so I hope I hope they do. Well, their attorney general uh, probably would uh, 
proudly defend this too. It's uh, once it gets to court. That's the thing. I mean, eventually these things are going to trickle into court. Florida's already being sued, or people yeah. have threatened a lawsuit over that. But again, you know, if Ohio's going to move in this direction, it's inevitable that other states are going to do it as well. I think sometimes people kind of wait and see. They allow another state to do it first, yeah. and then that's why you get a lot of the uh, the bills that bar dudes from competing in women's sports. You know that all started with one or two states. Mississippi was one of the first ones. Arkansas as I well. I know, I think too. Right and now, yeah, and now like everybody that's center red yeah. Uh, yeah. or center right has yeah. moved in that direction. One state that is not moving in that direction, though, is Kentucky, where yesterday or this week uh, their Democratic governor Andy Bashir vetoed a bill that bars men from competing in female sports. So this is, I think, another one of those election year He's issues. for that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, de- Democrat, uh, he thinks it's so, inclusive uh, to well, have Will Thomas swim uh, against women. That's not going to be popular in Kentucky, I'll tell you that right now. No. Huh? No, I don't, now, I don't, I don't think know so. when I don't know when his re-election is. I'll look it but, up. Uh, he, he claims that the legislation discriminates against transgender people. Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. And protects be- and protects women. Yes. So let's be let's be clear that that is if you want to if you want to say it discriminates just like current Title IX law right. discriminates against men. Yes. By keeping them out of women's right. sports. Democrats like Andy Bashir and others. Uh, are doing a disservice to the women that Democrats fought for 50 years ago when they got Title IX passed. Yeah, They went from being pro-woman to now pro-dude who thinks he's a woman in the name of inclusivity. Yeah, that's going to hurt him in his re-election whenever that is. Uh, I'm talking about the governor there in Kentucky. But, but how do you ready. pronounce his last name? Andy Bashir. Bashir, yeah. And I think he won. It was kind of a fluke, if I, best, if I remember. That, that he won. It was something the Republicans, uh, I've forgotten exactly what happened there, but but Kentucky is a red state. Red mm-hmm. state, yeah. But every, every, once while you'll, every once in a while you'll get a anomaly. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Kansas is a red state, but they got a blue, they got a Democrat governor. That right. happens every once yeah. in a while. Well, uh, let's not forget, too, that Republicans uh, have been squishy on this issue because you have the Republican governor of Indiana that vetoed a bill. He said he didn't see a problem that warranted the government getting involved here. Uh, but then also you have uh, the Republican governor out in Utah. He doesn't. The Indiana governor said he doesn't see a problem. Yeah, there was an NPR story. You tackle that, it before it becomes a problem. Right. And it's going on all across the country. That's a cop-out right yes. there. That's a man who's too coward to take a stand. Right. right. I spoke with uh, John Schweppe of American Principles Project yesterday yeah. about right. the Indiana governor's um, thinking or reasoning for not doing that. Uh, APP did some polling that found a lot of Indiana likely voters are not happy with the governor for vetoing this. And John Schweppe at American uh, Principles Project told me he thought the reason the governor had did that is he's starting to kind of look forward to his non-political future. He's he's term-limited. He's not going to go on and serve in more political uh, positions. So one of the things that Schweppe said Governor Holcomb is doing Listen. is trying to secure a job for himself, perhaps even with the NCAA, which has ties or connections to Indiana. Oh, they're in Indianapolis, yeah. Listen, if, 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 you, can't, if you can't take a stand on protecting girls' sports from males being able to dunk on them, you're a pathetic person. Yeah. And a politician, huh? Well, I, I'm not judging their soul. I'm, right. But I'm, I'm saying that is that is absolutely 
pathetic. It's uh, cowardly. Cowardly. Yeah. I mean, that's about as low-hanging fruit as you can get politically, it seems to me. Especially in red states. You'd think yeah. in some place like in Indiana, you could stand up for women's sports and not worry about unless you're telling me if that governor, I don't know, I don't know his situation, but are you telling me if he has daughters or granddaughters who's competing and he goes to the basketball gym to watch his junior high daughter or granddaughter competing in a basketball game and you got a six five dude out there uh dunking on her, you're telling me he's going, you know, I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that because you know what? It's the right thing to do. <laughs> We don't need to discriminate against a dude who wants to play against my junior high granddaughter. Right. No, we all know he would go, what the, what in the world? Yeah. This is not fair. Right. Huh? This is not right. And my granddaughter could get hurt. Yes. Yes. You know what? He'd say that. You know, he would say that if he had to experience that in real life. Anyway, uh, I I applaud uh, all these states (laughs) that are protecting uh, the young ladies who participate in athletics. From having to compete against males. And we don't apologize for that. No. You know, no. your point about what this Indiana governor would say if his own daughter or granddaughter were confronted with a, a guy wearing the a girl's uniform, it's the same kind of thing when we were having all these battles, when we started the boycott against Target. Right. Okay. We all said to all those people who were saying, no, we can't discriminate against transgender they should be able to use whatever bathroom they want we all said are you telling me you would be okay with your 10 year old going into a bathroom right. and watching a guy follow her in no even the most liberal person would say wait a minute fella you're not yeah. going in there with my granddaughter right huh but it's, and it's, it's the same a, it's, thing it's, it's theoretical yes it's all it's the same thing yeah we'll yeah. we'll hi- hypothetically be supportive yeah but not with my you kids tell, and this indiana governor who says it's not a problem mm-hmm. right if, if his daughter or granddaughter, again, I don't know his personal situation, and he's at the junior high game and his little 13-year-old daughter goes in the dress room and uh, a couple guys follow her in right, to shower with her. Yes. You know what he'd say? That, no, no, you're not doing that, fella. No, not today, Satan. Yeah. yeah. All right, we'll be, at, we'll be back in a minute. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.